Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I have so much going through my head at the moment. I want to, part of me wants to tell jokes, other part of me wants to, to pray. Um, another part of me just wants to stay in the presence of God and just, just, just breathe and enjoy His presence. Um, but I, I, um, I've noticed with my hand, I have uh, lost a lot of skin cells. Has anyone had a cast and realised how much skin cells you actually shed over a few weeks? Because I can scrape it out for you right now and, you, and show you just how much comes out of there. It smells great. <laughs> but I, I realised, like, I, Leanne said, you need to moisturise your hand. It's looking really bad. I'm like, what are you talking about? Looks like some kind of leprous extension of my body. But, um, so I was moisturizing, but I realized um, because I haven't used my hand much, I've got a, some nurses in the room, so of course I haven't used my hand. Um, uh, I realized I've lost, I've lost all my, um, my callous skin is gone. I'm very sensitive. I can feel, I, I can feel a lot of stuff. My brother is heckling me from the front row. Why would it change today? Uh, that I can feel everything, and I, all my calluses have gone. I'm very sensitive, and I, I feel like uh, I wonder if I wonder if you've you're not as sensitive to the Holy Spirit as as you used to be. Um, have you built up some calluses? We're not meant to live with calluses between us and the Holy Spirit, okay? It's meant to be we're meant to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Uh, so we, I just want to pray for you if that's you, because I want to get that out of the way to start off with. If you feel like there's a callous between you and the Holy Spirit, like if you didn't catch the first part and I wasn't loud enough, I apologize if my mic wasn't close enough to my mouth. I know because a few people are like, what is he saying? If you find there's a callous between you and the Holy Spirit, I want to speak into that right now. Father, oh, Holy Spirit, we want to we hear from you this morning. Your voice is the most important voice in our life. I want it to be louder than anything else. I want to be sensitive to you and less sensitive to everything else. I want to feel what you've got me to feel. I want to hear what you're saying. I want to know what you're trying to give to me right now, what you're putting out to me now. We're listening, God. So let there be any calluses. Let them fall away right now. Just like when Paul was prayed for, he had calluses over, he had stuff over his eyes. When he was prayed for, they fell off. So I'm speaking that those calluses would fall off right now. And there would be a sensitivity like you haven't experienced for a long time, that it would come back. You're going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You're going to hear from Him this morning. In Jesus' name. Because it's not just me speaking this morning. This is the Holy Spirit. Because I have prayed long about this. I've spent a fair bit of time. I had this thought come into my mind a few weeks ago and, and, um, and I've been working over it. And too hard because, I don't know, if you've ever spoken in front of people, you, you like work on this message and you're like, why am I, why am I working so hard on this? But, but yeah, okay, get back to the point because I can digress just like other people in my family. Um, God has got something for you this morning, something real for you. So I was, I was addicted to soap for a few years. I just had to keep using it every day. I'd go into the shower, I'd go to the toilet, I'd have to, have to use soap. I'd go to work, I'd have to use soap. I'd go home, I'd have to use soap. But finally, I'm clean. Um, sorry, I thought I'd throw that one in there. It's, it's worse. There's worse. So a wife asked her husband to go into the supermarket. They're getting a dinner party ready, right? Go to the supermarket, get me some, some milk, and if I've got avocados, get six. 
So he goes to the shop, comes back later, and he's got six milk cartons. She goes, what have you got six milk cartons for? He goes, they had, they had avocados. Do you hear them laughing? Right on. Okay, let's leave it at that. Except for this one. You know, financially, I'm set for life. As long as I die on Wednesday. Okay, so I'm amazed by Jesus. Um, let's, get, let's get to something serious here. I love it how they call Jesus Emmanuel. Right, God with us. That's been ringing in my head lately. God with us. God is with us. Like obviously, it was they, the Holy Spirit told Mary to call him Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, and and that was because he was going to be with you for this time. But but when he left, he said, "I'm going to be with you. I'm always going to be with you, and, and to the end of this age, until you know it's time for something new." <laughs> I'm going to be with you. And, and I'm, I'm amazed by that because when Jesus was here, he made a profound influence on everything and everywhere that he went, over everyone that he encountered, over everything. Have, have you read that in the Bible? You know, it, I do like the book of Mark. I've been reading through Mark and um, it's, it's kind of short in the way it describes things. If you've ever noticed the Gospels, some of them elaborate on areas and they'll talk about things. Mark's like really short and brief in some of the encounters that are elaborated on in other areas and he's just like short. And um, I had a reason for saying that, but it's gone in my head. So uh, just like Mark, there we go. Um, okay. <laughs> so the way that Jesus... Uh, <laughs> I was just talking about Mark and my first verses from Matthew. But um, uh, anyway, that's quite funny. Um, how Jesus healed. Everywhere he went, he was healing and setting people free. Okay, I'm setting us up for something here because I, I want to talk about the power of Jesus with us right now, today, right here, the power of Jesus. So I want to talk about some of the things that Jesus did while he was here so he's doing for us, he can do for us now because he's here. So if he was here then and he's here now, what's the difference? Has he changed? No. no. So I, I, I've read a couple of comments. I do, I do like reading and listening to a bit of Bethel Church um, because their, their, their take on praying for people and freedom and, and healing is just great. And there was some person that was, was, had a bit of a negative comment. He said, they're out of touch, right? They're out of touch. Like, people live and we die. Why do they think, like, we're going to live forever? Like, going to extend life by healing and stuff like that. And I think that's... I, I wonder... I had a bit of that creep into my life. Like, yeah, I know, we're, we're all going to pass away. So our bodies are going to, you know get old and break. Uh, you know, something's going to happen, we're going to feel it. But we don't, I think that's a sad way of looking um, and I had to shake myself out of that because Jesus went around healing everyone who came to him with sicknesses and infirmities and, and, and broken minds, broken bodies, broken spirits. He healed them all. So if I, either, either he was a, a mongrel for doing that then and he doesn't do that now or, or I'm missing something because <laughs> I'm missing something. Because he wants us to live a life that's free, free to, free to be in his presence, free to live a life with our eyes focused on him. And it doesn't always mean we're going to be healed, all right? So I'm not, yeah, but I believe we can be healed, whether it's on this side of the grave. We're definitely going to be healed on the other side of the grave, right? But why not on this side of the grave? Um, because it shows me that he's, he's always here. So I can pray for people and go, yeah, you're going to be healed, uh, knowing because Jesus did it then, he's doing it now. Okay, so the... I want to look a little bit at that, the power of Jesus with us, God with us, Lord with us. 
I love how Kyle is speaking lately about the lordship of Christ coming back. It's, he's our saviour, he's our healer, but he's also our lord. And it challenges me because I'm like, is he always lord? In every, let's not go there because that's scary. Matthew 28, um, verses 18 and 20. So this is the end. Jesus came up to him and said, All authority, all absolute power and rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Just so you know. <laughs> Got everything, guys. Got it. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Help people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How great a declaration is that Jesus making to each one of us, telling us that we have now a commission uh, to bring freedom to the world, okay? Because it's challenging to me. Uh, but it's also freedom to me that I'm allowed to do that because my, my, my Lord said I can do that. Even though maybe the law says I can't. <laughs> Teaching them to obey everything. Okay, for that. So, and I am with you always. I remain with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Sorry about my pronunciation of words there. You can tell it's the Amplified because it's a little bit expanded. But I'm with you always. I'm with you always. I feel like the, the power of, of Emmanuel, God being with us, is that we can be in the moment, in any moment where we are, right? He helps us to be right there, present. Isn't that the term, to be present? You know, because we're, we're often thinking of the next thing or looking up the next thing or searching for where we're going to be going on holidays. And that's all fine. That's all good. But to be present in the moment is, is a powerful thing as well, isn't it? Uh, especially for when you're a parent. You have to be present in the moment because it goes uh, really fast, really quickly. Um, and I'm reminded of stories in the Bible. Obviously, there's so many stories, but things like the fiery furnace where we have these guys that decided not to follow the law of the land uh, and they said, no, we're actually going to, we're not going to do that. We're going to stand up for what God is. We're going to follow our God, not your God. We're going to follow our God and his laws. And they were put into a fire um, that the guys were carrying them got killed because they just got close to that fire. If you haven't heard that story, go look it up in Daniel. Um, but they were saved. And, and the king of the land said, I see, a, there was three guys in there. He says, I see a fourth guy in there. And he's actually shining brighter than the fire at the moment. He's shining like the son of God, like a son of God. Um, so God is with us in the fiery furnace. So when you're in the tough, tough times, God is with you. I think he's, is he just there with us then? He's he with us right now. So he's always with us. He's with us in the fiery furnace. I'm so thankful. And it's like that time he was present for them. He was really present in that time of trouble, in that time when they needed him the most. He was there in person. And it's like for us, when we need him most, he is there. We need him. He's there. And he's there always. In the lion's den, Daniel, it's another one out of the book of Daniel, God needed him to show up when he was chucked into a, a pit of lions to be eaten because they were hungry, but God was with him. It says the, the angel of the Lord shut their mouths. I like to think that's Jesus shutting their mouths. He was there for him when he needed him most. I think of, of Peter when he was stoned. He sees Jesus standing on the right hand of the throne, standing, not sitting in authority because that's, that's the, the word of authority, sitting on the throne. He was standing cheering on Peter as he's being stoned oh thank you thank you for that Peter you haven't been stoned 
I know I'm getting it wrong. I'll, I'll put it down to the general anesthetic. One of the apostles. Because now you can say his name, but I'm not sure. Okay, so one that got stoned, Stephen. Thank you, Jesus. So when Jesus is with you, when Jesus is with you, everything changes. Uh, I had an experience that I remember vividly uh, years ago when Abby got, um, she had water tipped on her and she got burnt. And I remember seeing the moment where we were pouring water over her hand uh, to try and soothe her hand and the skin was coming off. And, you know, there's times where you're in the moment and, and you can remember it so well. Jesus was with us then. Do you have a moment like that that you can remember so well? Jesus was with you then. He's with us right now. It changes everything. It changes everything. But he's not just with us in those big moments. He's with us all the time. In, in Hebrews 13, verse 5, it says, Keep your lives free from the love of money <laughs> and be content with what you have because God has said, I love this, keep your life free of the love of money because never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So don't hold on to what you think is going to bring you what you need because I am enough. I'm with you. So you don't have to hold on to money. Hold on to me. Because never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can, what can mortals, what can anyone, what can anyone do to me if God is with me? That speaks to me a lot. God is with me all the time. It helps me to see past the moment. It helps me to be in the moment and it helps me to see past the moment. See through the moment to, to what, is, what can still happen. To be stuck in a moment, like with Abby, with a hand, I knew I needed to be in that moment, but I knew that there was a long path ahead of me, you know. There was a lot to go through for this, because there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. But I can see past this moment, and I can see God doing things that is out of my control, outside of my, my jurisdiction. I, 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 can, I can minister help, I can minister firsthand, I can be a help to her emotionally and I can pray for her, but I can see God doing something that I can't do. I can see past the moment because God is with me. So I can see through things. I can see through the problem that's right in front of me. I, I wrote down here, when you look past the immediate in front of you, something that's right there in front of you and you see Jesus, it changes your perspective of everything. When you see past the moment and you can see Jesus working in all those areas, it changes everything. It changes how you see things. I feel so weird using this hand. You probably didn't notice that, but I, man, okay. What is it? I think it's like 52 hours until this comes off for me. So not that I'm counting the hours. <laughs> I definitely am. So all these, these last two points that I brought out about being in the moment and seeing past the moment, it's just a precursor and talking about Jesus and who he can to this next one. This is the real reason. This is the thought that I had a few weeks ago that um, Jesus can restore the moment. So not helping you be in the moment and to see past the moment, but I can't do anything about my past. Can you? Because if you can, I'm sure you would have changed a few things. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I can look at every face here and you would have a regret. And it would be right there. You'd be like, mm-hmm. Don't, tell, don't look at me like that. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to look at every face and I better, get a, 
I better get a nod. Tom's not even looking at it. <laughs> so, shouldn't have said a name. You know, there is a, every, everyone has a regret. <laughs> if you only have one, that's excellent. Well done. Oh, restore the moment. Because Jesus is here. So if he's here right now, I can be in the moment. And if he's going to be in the moment, I can see him in the moment and I can look past the problems and I can speak into my future. I can't change my past. I can't fix the stuff that's happened. Do you have a moment? Because, you know, we carry our past with us, right? We can be facing a moment and go, yeah, I can get through this. It's a tough time, but I can get through this. Or we can be looking forward, yeah, there's a tough time coming, but I can get through this. But we can carry our past and our regrets. Sometimes we can't get through that because it's our past and we can't change that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is anyone feeling what I'm putting out there? But Jesus can. And there's, there's, obviously there's lots of ways that he does that. But I want to focus on, a, on, on one particular one. What is that one particular thought, Adrian? Yeah, I wrote down here, we can have big mistakes, we can have trauma, abuse, regret, and things that we have to live through, but we can be stuck with them. Stuck in them and stuck with them. So there's, there's a verse I want to read out. It's from Mark 2. Here we go. Mark, excellent. Good, we're getting to the verse I talk about, the chapter, the book. And when they were unable to get him, this is the paralyzed man, right? So I love the background to this because um, it's only the second chapter, but I've talked about Jesus and all the stuff that he's done. And he's, he's gotten quite a reputation for, for being a healer and a restorer. If you go to Jesus, you're going to get healed. Oh, my back is, is this. Go to Jesus. I've heard everyone that goes to him walks away better, fixed, healed. So he's got quite a reputation. Um, uh, I think, I can't remember, Capernaum, I think he, is, he was to start off with. Then he goes away. And when he comes back, he, everyone is there. Like everybody turns up. Because if Jesus is here, wouldn't you want to be with him? Wouldn't you, be to, wouldn't you want to be where Jesus is? Because where Jesus is, I, I can be free. Where Jesus is, I get to hear about the kingdom. I get to hear about God and I get to hear about me and us together. I get to hear about life. The truth is speaking. The word of God is speaking. That's, that's why they want to be there because it's what, that's where God is. So and when they were unable to get to him, so these guys, four people carrying this paralyzed man. So they, start, they, they couldn't get there because of the crowd. They removed the roof above him, above Jesus. They GPSed him and they went straight down. So, and after digging an opening, I love that, after digging through an opening, they let down the pallet on the paralyzed man. I'm so perplexed by the thoughts and what people are thinking. It's like, what is Jesus just talking? Just because the roof's half of it's fallen down. And then this guy comes down on a stretcher. Does it not seem funny to you? Just do, 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 do. Lays him down there. So Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralyzed man, get up. You're, you're healed. No, he doesn't say that. He says, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> I, I love this. Jesus is the, is the ultimate authority in this. He pronounced that all legal requirements against the man were done and sorted. You are, you are free. Because that's what he really needed at the moment. That's what he needed. That's what the guy needed. So, but he was paralyzed. Couldn't move. 
That's the reason the, the four guys brought him there for. They said he needs to be walking again because he's paralyzed. Maybe they're sick of carrying the guy. I don't know. But he needed to be, he needs to be made whole and we're going to take him to Jesus. And Jesus doesn't first address the situation that is right in front of everyone. He's paralyzed. He's on a pallet. Even if they didn't know the guy, they knew that he couldn't move. But Jesus says, your, son, your sons, your sins are forgiven. I think in our past, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm going to refer to this as being our past, right? Jesus wants to deal with what's really the issue in our life. Jesus wants to show us what really happened, what was really going on in that moment. So when we're dealing with really traumatic moments in our lives and big issues, a, a big moment in our life, it may be abuse, it may be neglect, which is abuse as well, but it may be maybe any number of things. You can put your word in there and you can say, this is what happened to me. But God, Jesus, wants to heal that situation in your life. Can he take it away? Can he change what happened? No, because it's in our past. But he can change how you see it. He can change how you feel about it. He can change how it affects you right now. Because if he can heal broken bones, if he can bring people back to life, then he can do that. And if he's here right now, then he can do that. When you see Jesus where you couldn't see him before, he restores everything. We need to see what Jesus was doing in that time. I have an experience, just a little one, with my arm. Obviously, I've broken it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was on a ladder. I hate telling people that I fell off a ladder because, good on you. I don't really think like I fell, it left me and, I, and then I fell. Um, so I fell on the ground and I shattered my radius, complete disconnection, it was exploded. Had to have surgery, they put a plate on and I've got screws in there so um, that's why it's on a weird angle because that's a good thing apparently. Um, I'll just take their word for it. Maybe it's just a joke amongst everyone who in fracture clinic. Yeah, just put their hand on a weird angle. It doesn't really matter which way. Sorry, okay. So I was literally broken and hurting, right? I was, it was a raw moment. And, and, and seriously, I was frustrated by the fact that my arm was broken because all of my plans were now changed. From the minute that the ladder left me, the millisecond... Can anyone see that moment in your life where everything changed? It's like freeze-framed and you can clearly remember the half seconds, the seconds, the 30 seconds, the minutes. You know, you can see it clearly. I know from that moment, I'm like, great. That's just great. Obviously, there was other emotions going through my mind, but after a little while and the drugs were wearing off, I started to feel frustrated and annoyed I'm like God why why has this happened I don't I don't feel I feel like I've been ripped off okay really frustrated have you ever been like that where the situations happen you're like annoyed I know I'm digressing I'm going over a lot of areas here but we're going somewhere so so bear with me um I couldn't see why it should have happened and um, uh I think it was on a Sunday the Sunday after so it was a few days after I was standing over here and I was singing and I was asking God, why? Why? Where were you, God? Where were you? That wasn't meant to be a joke. That wasn't meant to be funny. I'm trying to be serious. But seriously, where were you, God? 
um, where were you in that moment? Because I couldn't see him. And, and I think it's when we go through moments in our lives where, where we, and it's hard and it's, it's horrible and it's painful and it's, and it's gut-wrenching and, and everything's changed because of it, we need to see where Jesus was in that moment. As hard as it is to go back there, and I'm, I'm not telling you to go back there now if it's not safe, all right? Because it, you need to be safe. You need to feel safe going back to that moment. So if, I, if I'm telling you, if my thought, what I'm saying is taking you back to that area and you don't feel safe, then, then just, that's okay. I'm not asking you to go there. Is that okay? Right. But I needed to see Jesus. I needed to see where he was in that moment. I had to see where Jesus was and I was praying. I was asking, where were you? in that second where the ladder fell out from underneath me and I was stuck in midair, I was going to be accelerating at the speed of gravity, like the speed of light but for me, but, and, and I was facing something that was going to change. I needed to know where Jesus was. And, and I, was, I was singing and I'm praying and I had my hands closed and I'm, I'm like this, which is the way I was falling, by the way. And I saw Jesus right next to me. I saw him move my body. I was in slow motion, right? So I saw him move me, move my arms to the right place. At that stage, I was like this, like ladder's gone. But I, I could see him moving me, positioning me. And I know he was there. I know he was there because I saw him. I felt him. I knew his intention in that time was to, to bring bring me through this and to not to reduce the harm yes there was going to be a broken bone but it's going to be okay that's I needed to have that because after that time I wasn't frustrated by the moment I could see what has happened and I was okay I know that he can't change well he can heal my arm yes but in that moment, even if you heal my arm right now, if I'm still dealing with that issue of where were you, Jesus, why did you let that happen to me, then my healed arm is still, I'm still going through it. My mind needs to be healed. My heart, my heart needed to be healed because it was my emotions that were, I was, I was frustrated. I was hurt. I needed to be healed. And he did. And can I say he can do that for you too? Because ain't no one heal an emotional pain like Jesus. Jesus can do it completely and wholly. And nobody heals mental issues like Jesus. No one heals our mind, our body, our spirit, our emotions like Jesus. Nobody can. So Mark 1, this is verse um, 40 to 42. There was a man with leprosy came to Jesus. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation here because... It expands on all the other versions that I've... It actually digs a bit deeper. He came to Jesus, imploring him. He was kneeling down. Some areas say he was begging Jesus. Some of the versions say he's begging him, saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. I don't know if we've got the, the Passion Translation up on there <laughs> because I don't have it in here. That wasn't the Passion Translation. Okay, let's just go with it because I remember it. It says, I know you're able... Because he, would he wouldn't have come to Jesus if he didn't know that Jesus was able to fix him. He says, I know you're able. If you're willing, 
make me better again. Can you t-? So this is leprosy, right? This guy is an outcast. Couldn't be a part of community, society. He was an outcast. He says, I know you can do this. If you're willing, please heal me. Please make me better. Jesus was moved with compassion. Some version says he was indignant. Not angry at the man, not indignant at the man, not upset with the man, but moved with compassion on the situation in front of him. He was indignant. Of course I'm going to heal you. Yes, I'm willing. Yes, I am. He says that I, of course I am. Of course I'm willing to heal you. Be clean. He reaches out and touches him, which is a definite no-no for that society at that stage. He touches a leprous man, instantly making him unclean ceremoniously. He has to go and separate himself. He has to isolate. He is touched unclean. But this goes to show what Jesus can do for you and for me, what he's willing to do. Is he willing to make you better? Yes, he is. Is he willing to go to your dirty, grubby, messed up, broken part of you that no one else wants to touch and no one else wants to be a part of? Okay, you can deal with that little craziness over there by yourself, man. I'll deal with you when you're not crazy. No, Jesus wants to deal with that crazy. Jesus wants to go right to the heart of it, right to the heart of who we are, where we're dealing with it the most because out of, out of the heart, out of, that's where we speak. That's where it all overflows from. Jesus wants to heal that. Jesus wants to make that better because he's here right now. Oh, of course I'm willing. And immediately the leprosy left him. Jesus is willing to heal and he's willing to get dirty. <laughs> he's willing to be with you in that place where you don't want to be, where you're avoiding, where you can't reason your way out of it. <laughs> you have the power to heal me right now, but only if you really want to. I've been through moments like that. I know God can heal. But is he going to? Will he? There's doubt there. But there's also belief. <laughs> he's going to the right person. He's Jesus. So if Jesus was, is he's here now, we can be here now, and we can see him where he was back then. Completely healed. If you see Jesus where you couldn't see him before, he restores everything. So, um, I had this, this is where my thoughts started was, I was thinking about my arm, how God healed that moment in my mind. And I was thinking about my daughter when she was burnt, how God healed me through that process. And I know he's healed her as well. He can heal you too. Do you have a moment that you can't reconcile? Do you have a hurt that can't be healed by anything else? You you may be trying to medicate it with other things. (laughs) I've done that. Tried to put things in place to try and soothe it. Put something there to try and fix it. But all the while, it's it's festering, right? It's, It's not getting better. Jesus is here right now, right now. And if you want to come to him and ask him for healing in that area right now, if you want to see where he was in that moment, again, if it's safe, if you feel safe about that, 
But if you do, he's ready to heal you now, right here. It's the whole reason I've stood up on here on stage, is to see Jesus heal you and restore the moment. I realise that's a big thing that I've just said. And for you, it may be huge. For me, I don't care if you come up the front. I I want you to come, because I'm going to ask you to come up the front. If you want to be prayed for, come up here while the guys are are playing some music, while we're... You just have a moment to settle our thoughts and you can hear from Jesus. He wants to heal that part. He wants to bring restoration. He wants to restore your memories so that you can see him in that moment. Thank you, Father. Just take take a moment, close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you, would you bring to us the areas that we need healing in? Because <laughs> we may not even think about it. If I need healing in an area, God, would you bring it to my mind so that I can, I can see where you were in that moment and I can have your healing? I want to be healed of that moment, God. I want to be healed of that moment. Just like that leprous man said, the guy with an issue said, if you're willing, make me well. Jesus is saying, I'm willing. I am willing. I am ready. If you want healing, I encourage you right now, come forward. The guys are going to pray for you. If that's you, if that's spoken to you in any way, come forward. Can everyone stand up? If if you're able, can we stand? If that's you, come forward. I want to make it easy. Come forward. Come forward. We want to pray for you. We want to speak Jesus' healing into you. Thank you, Father. This is a safe place, right? Because I want it to be safe. Thank you, Jesus. It's open. Keep coming. Keep coming. Thanks, Adrian. I want to get my words right here because it's important. But I was reminded when Adrian was speaking, I was reminded how the disciples asked Jesus one time, who sinned, this guy or his parents, that, you know, that he's got this condition. And so many times we want answers. Who's, who's responsible for me being like I am? Whose fault was it that I ended up like this? Or, you know, whose fault was it that this happened? And Jesus says, I don't want to point out fault because there is no condemnation in me. I want to fix it. He's the ultimate fixer-upper. He doesn't just come in. He, he gives new for old. He just doesn't come in and plaster over things. And he actually fixes things. Now, I too have a story. When Bridie was really, really young, um, she, was prob- she was just walking and it was out in the kitchen out there. She had this mag mag cup that we were having a, a meeting here at night and she wanted a drink. So we would, I'd always put just like a little bit of hot water and then milk in it and she would suck on that. You know, she was, I think she might have been two. And I filled it up with boiling water out of the urn and I sat it on the bench and I turned to get the milk. And in that time frame, 
she grabbed the mug and pulled it back and poured boiling water all over her face. And, um, and then, <laughs> then as dads normally do, try to put water on it to fix it. So I grab my daughter by the waist and I upend her into the sink and I turn the tap on and she's screaming and I'm trying to fight her and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to just fix it. And um, we rang up the ambulance, oh sorry, the, told the hospital and they just said, oh, give us some Panadol and just monitor it. Then when we took her into the hospital, cause she didn't, she just didn't stop crying for hours. And we, I said, we've got to do something. And she had one little like blister on her shoulder. When we got to the hospital, they just rushed her away from us immediately. And a doctor came to us and very gently said, just want to prepare you at the moment um, that she might die tonight. And we were like, what? You told us give a Panadol and now you're saying she could die tonight? And they said, yeah, she has breathed the, the water in. She, when she, <gasps> she breathed the boiling water in and it's burnt all her throat, that could close up. And if we can't intubate her, then they just took her away. And Kylie and I just there like helpless. What do we do? So we just started praying immediately. And, um, and we got our friends and family praying. I hope you don't mind me telling this story, Brody. I've done it so many times. Um, over the next couple of weeks Bridie's head blew up to like a, a giant basketball her skin went black on her face and cracked I, I used to say she looked like George Foreman after a heavyweight bout because her nose was stretched across her face it was black her face was just black and they were saying she's going to need skin grafts she's going to need all these things and there was another child that came in that got burnt with a, a cup of tea that had milk in it and had been sitting there for a little while. That person, that child had multiple skin grafts. And um, we just cried out to God. And Bridie has one little blister on her, like one little scar on her shoulder that shows us because her whole face should have just been a mass of scars. And she's this gorgeous, beautiful young lady. Um, but that was restored. But I... That memory was really, because I was responsible. <laughs> Maybe I was irresponsible and I should have been responsible, but either way, I ended up being responsible for it. And I'm reminded of what my father said a couple of weeks ago when we were doing the Speak Well. Or was that last week? Two weeks ago, thank you. Speak Well. And Dad made the statement, when we're younger, the battle is in the flesh. When we get older, the battle is in the mind. And um, that for many of us, that battle has taken place way too soon. We have got trauma on top of trauma that we're now not enjoying life because of where we're at and the memories and the hurt. And who do we have to blame for that? Forget about blaming anyone or whose fault it was or anything like that. Just allow Jesus to fix it. Just allow the Holy Spirit to show you that you weren't alone that whole time that he was right there with you, even in the, the trauma of it, because what happens on this planet? Trauma. <laughs> good stuff happens as well. But we, we tend to forget the good stuff and we, we focus on the trauma. So Father, right now, I just thank you 
for the spirit of amnesia (laughs) in areas where things have been out of our control and stuff has happened. Father, I am so grateful that you can make all things work together for good. Even these traumas, even these trials, even the things that have happened. Father, I thank you that you are more than able to turn them around, to turn these things around. And especially in the area, the battlefield of the mind. Right now, I thank you for purging those thoughts of needing to blame someone or blame you, Father. And just understand that you are able to make this work out. You're able to make this work out. Father, I just thank you right now for each life represented here, those up the front and also everyone here. Father, I thank you for speaking to us through your Holy Spirit. I thank you for ministering to us through your Holy Spirit, but not just to sort us out so we feel better, but to sort us out so we can be fruitful in our life, that we can bring glory to you. We can bring honor to you, even through the trials and the hurts, the offenses and the traumas of our life. We can say, God was with me. God sustained me and God brought me through. And I would not be the person I am today if it wasn't for God. Father, thank you. Thank you. Let's just start thanking God for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your healing. Thank you, Father, right now for memories being restored. Thank you, Father, for setting things right. Just where those disciples said, who sinned? Who did the wrong thing here? This guy or his parents that he ends up like this? No, Jesus said, neither. This has been done so that this can bring glory to God. Father, I thank you for the glory that you bring to us, that you are glorified in our lives, even through the tough times, even through the trials. You are glorified if we keep our eyes on you. Pray continually, rejoice always, and give thanks in every season, because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all seasons in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? You want to know what God's will is for your life? Rejoice always, pray continually, and in all things give thanks. Rejoice always, pray continually, and in all seasons, all things give thanks. Father, You're so good, You're so wondrous. You are our healer. You are our provider. You are our peace. You are our strong tower. Oh, Father, You are our mental health. You are our joy. You are the life in our limbs. You are the breath in our lungs. (laughs) God is for me. Who can be against me? Oh, God will never leave us nor forsake us. What can man do to us? Rejoice. Commune with Him. Pray continually. Communicate continually. And give thanks. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.